0: This to O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock. It's 5:34 and Dire Straits in Rock 102. Um,
1: I got to tell you, this is uh, like reading a foreign language because I haven't seen these words in a while. But uh, sunshine today and warm. Nothing. There's not uh, a word spoken of rain until tomorrow. Well, warm, I've heard. I've actually heard hot and humid. 88 for the high. And then tomorrow, uh, thunderstorms, Gusty Winds and Hail Possible there, there we go There you go. That's now, what we're used there's,
0: to There's the comfortable old shoes you're mm-hmm. waiting for uh, Today we're going to give away some tickets To see the Black Crows Their 30th anniversary of their album Shake Your Money Maker They're touring that now They'll be in Hartford on, at the Xfinity Theater On Sunday night we have tickets to that show That we'll give away later on this morning
1: And I don't know who or why Someone is following me Every time I get on I-91 and dropping some kind of crap in front of me. Uh,
0: but it happened again last night, and I'll uh, I'll tell you that story after six o'clock. We'll also give you away uh, away the uh, the summer stimulus keyword of the day, your chance of winning a thousand dollars coming up later on this morning too. It's 535 on Rock 102.
2: Rock 102 wants to boost your bank account this July with Rock 102's Summer Stimulus, built by Dave Minor Exterior Home Improvements. Listen each weekday, and when we give out that day's keyword, go to rock102.com and enter it for your chance to win the daily national prize of $1,000. It's Rock 102 Summer Stimulus, built by Dave Minor Exterior Home Improvements. Visit them at DaveMinorRoofing.com. Part of the Classic Rock Summer on Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It wasn't that...
0: Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Queen at Rock 102. Enjoy
1: today. It may be July's only day without rain in the forecast, uh, but that will come back tomorrow with thunderstorms, wind, and hail possible. Uh, today's high, 88. It is 67 now in downtown Springfield.
0: Hey, what do you say we hop into some Hollywood trash with Steve and Megan 102 Yee-be-dee. Shailene Woodley.
2: Doesn't like sex scenes where the woman keeps her bra on because they're not realistic. Me either. Yeah, I don't really like them either. Right. O-
0: or shirts. They she, keep their shirts on. She's onto something here. I yeah. don't mean to reveal too much, but sometimes I like to keep my bra on.
1: Yeah, well, you probably should.
0: Uh, yeah, me
2: too. Sorry. It's the chubby guy thing. Mm-hmm. I think it is. Yeah. Uh, quote, in real life, I Actually, don't think Actually, it's, I- like, it's called a man's a bro, a manzir. Bro, manzir. In real life, I don't think I ever did that—sex with a bra—or very, very rarely, anyway. Let's step it up to realism. Oh,
1: I mean, I've, I've, uh, I've participated in, in uh, sex with the uh, women who had a bra on, but, mm. um, but I mean, for a
0: TV show or a movie? Yeah. No way. I want to yeah. see the real deal. Yeah. Wow. Why would they take the bra for They're probably still fighting for their purse.
1: Well, no. They were still, uh, you know, it was only the second drink.
2: <laughs> Ryan Reynolds says he met Blake Lively on, quote, the darkest crease in the anus of the universe. What? By which he meant the Green Lantern movie. <laughs> uh, I'm
0: sorry. I thought you were going to say Palmer.
2: Uh, well, that too. It's close. It's, no, that's close. That's like the uh, the Biffin's Bridge. hmm <laughs> Uh, he also said they uh, moved in together within a week of being a couple.
1: That was smart. Within a week. Yeah. Yeah. That's are good. they still a couple?
2: Yeah, right now they are.
1: For how long?
2: I don't know. I, well, how long ago was the Green Lantern?
1: It was a couple years yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah. So
2: it's been a few years. All right. Well, hey, uh, some people can make it work. I guess. You know, we moved in uh, with, with being a, a within a week of being a couple. They're movie stars. They're busy all the time. They're probably never home with each other. Probably not. Yeah. In a new poll about billionaires, Oprah Winfrey got a 45% uh, favorability rating, the highest of any of them. And Mark Zuckerberg had the highest unfavorability rating at 60%. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh,
2: You see all these, uh, these billionaires going into space and blowing their money and...
1: They're not blowing at the money. They're uh, they're investing their money. And by the way, yesterday we were talking about how it, it appeared as though Jeff Bezos was running late because he was taking off at 9 a.m. Eastern time uh, y- today, not not yesterday.
0: Oh. Yeah. One, one of those th- uh, where, where it says next day delivery, but in fact it's two or three days? No, it
1: was one of those things where for some reason I thought it was yesterday, but it's not. It's today.
2: Well, if he uh, if he does get lift off today he'll get there by Thursday
1: if it's if it's prime yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, anyway a list of uh, celebrities oh, no, I don't want to do that one nah
1: yeah that's, that's I, that that one. one sucked
2: uh Justin Bieber posted a photo of himself uh, and his and wife Haley with the caption quote mom and dad initially it seemed like he was hinting at Haley being pregnant but she later commented that he should change the caption to quote dog mom and dog dad all right, uh, let's, re- let's
0: review what just happened here. Yeah. Steve decided not to do a list so he could hop right. on a Justin yeah. Bieber story. Yeah, just want to point that out. No. Not a criticism. It's just, you know, it's just the, the process. I'm all for it. Hey, uh, sometimes
2: Justin Bieber is the most important thing of the Hollywood trash. Sometimes you'll get, you'll, get, can no,
0: you'll get no argument from us.
2: Uh, sounds like we can count on seeing Kenan Thompson on SNL in the fall because he's trying to get to 20 seasons. He said, quote, like, why should I ever have to leave? Well, because everybody has to leave at some point, Keenan.
1: What what season will this be?
2: He's at like fourteen or fifteen. Oh I think.
1: he's got I, I thought it
0: was like eighteen or nineteen.
2: I thought he I thought it was fourteen or fifteen. I
0: don't hmm. know. I mean he's the longest serving cast member ever. Ever? Ever. Hmm. Poor right guy there, can't it, get another job. No, it's a pretty sweet gig. There's a lot of people that don't want to give it up, and there's a lot of people that can't wait to give it up because of the pressure involved in being a part of that show.
1: Mm. Uh,
2: Pearl Jam bassist Jeff Ament said uh, isn't sure if he uh, wants to do shows that require vaccination cards. He's hoping that by March, quote, we turn a corner and we're rocking, and everybody can feel good about traveling and getting
0: 20,000 people into a venue. Is he more concerned about people paying full price on their tickets?
2: For a Pearl Jam show? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he, he even cares about that. I don't think uh, with all these uh, you see what's going on with the Olympics and everything, I don't think we're going to be turning any corner anytime soon.
1: Well I think we might be stepping backwards is, is uh, what we might be doing. So by March, you know, which will be nearly the, nearly the end of, uh, of the half of winter or the half of the year rather, that we spend primarily indoors, it probably won't be in stadium settings. Or, or it could be. I mean, you know, if enough people have the vaccine, we should be all right.
2: Uh, as we we're just saying, Jeff Bezos and three other passengers will launch into space at 9 a.m. Eastern today. So there you go.
1: Yeah, not, uh, not yesterday. Not
2: yesterday. Today. The launch will uh, depart from uh, Blue Origin's launch site one in West Texas, and it coincides with the 52nd anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landing. But, you know, as a, I think it was Neil deGrasse Tyson. Mm-hmm. Oh, that guy's is, an idiot. Yeah. He I don't find
1: him very smart at all.
2: No. He was like, uh, he really. Had, these people aren't really going into space.
1: No, they're not even going as high as, as Richard Branson went.
2: And they aren't the first billionaires to do so.
1: No, Richard Branson was last week.
2: No, he was pointing out there was a guy from Microsoft who did this years ago and bought a seat to get uh, up to the International Space Station.
1: Right, but I don't... I believe he was buying a seat on a NASA uh, craft. It wasn't a privately owned craft like like Branson's or Bezos.
2: And uh, let's see, was they were talking about? He's going with his older brother. Yeah. And his, I don't know, eighteen-year-old.
1: It's it's an eighteen-year-old man.
2: Eighteen-year-old man. Yeah. Okay, his father gonna, paid for it, and he's going to be the youngest person ever to be
0: in quote space. Actually, I, I take that back. Uh, Will Robinson, I believe, was the youngest one there. Was Will
1: uh, brought to space, or did he? Was he born there? Well, he would have had to have been brought. Cause he, he was, was brought. wearing clothes that fit. He was uh, brought to space. Yeah, he wasn't still wearing a onesie. No.
2: No, that would have been kinda of cool though. <laughs> yeah. Youngest young very youngest person ever in space.
1: Yeah, and never able to update his wardrobe.
2: Uh, and Britney Spears' new lawyer is moving aggressively and expeditiously to have her father removed from her conservatorship. Well, good luck with all of that. Yeah. And you're that need it. is your Hollywood trash on Rock One O Two. Ah yeah. To those who step up to work. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood Fired Grills.
0: Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, the Olympic Games begin this week in Tokyo, Japan. And while I've made no secret about how I feel about holding the games in the middle of a COVID hotspot, they're going to run the Olympics regardless of the fact that Japan is among the last major countries in the world to roll out a successful vaccination program. And as a result, only 8% of the country's entire population has been vaccinated. But don't let that stop you. I'm sure things are going to off just great. Meanwhile, I should also point out that the Paralympics begin in Tokyo one month later. And do you hear the same sort of rancorous backlash? No, you do not. Instead, the top headline for the Paralympic hopefuls is coming out of the UK, where female long jumper Olivia Breen, who has made the Paralympic team for England and is headed to Japan, is being accused by Paralympic organizers of having shorts too short that she wore during the English Championships this weekend. They weren't concerned about sending her to Japan to face a potential exposure to a deadly virus. They weren't concerned about her cerebral palsy. They weren't even talking about her performance in the long jump that landed her a spot on the national team. Instead, she's being criticized by officials because her shorts were too short. Now, I've seen the shorts, and yes, they are very short. But Olivia Breen insists she's been wearing the same kind of shorts for years without complaint. And she wonders whether the same sort of criticism would be made if a male athlete were wearing those kind of shorts. And while it is a fair question to suggest the level of sexism at play here, the truth is most men couldn't wear those kinds of shorts. Having said that, I find that the, uh, there are many more potential problems ahead for international athletes than the length of their shorts. I'd be far more concerned about contracting a virus, spreading it around, and bringing it back home, where I'm pretty sure when you're hooked up to a ventilator, the last thing you're thinking about is whether your shorts are long enough. But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Thinking about paying the house and wondering if you can do it yourself? Sure you could, but I strongly suggest going to see Tyler at the Liberty Street Rockies. Tyler loves helping people with their painting projects, and he's ready to help you. Good people, rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 613 and Billy Squire on Rock 102.
1: Today is the one day of July with no rain in the forecast. Sunshine today and a high of 88. Tomorrow, the rain will be back. Um, Who was it that sang that, uh, I was in the right place, but it must have been the wrong time? Was that Dr. John?
0: Sing a little bit more. Uh, I was in the right lane, but it must have been the wrong line. I think uh, you're thinking of uh, Dr. John, but that doesn't sound anything close to music. Yeah, well,
1: I got to tell you, uh, I do seem to be in probably the wrong place at the wrong time a lot lately. I told you the story about my car, Uh, 15 months from home, I'm back in the studio four days, And I hit a piece of debris on I-91 that that does $1,600 worth of damage to my car uh, that fell off of a truck almost directly in front of me. I mean, the truck could not have driven very far without this piece that dropped out of it. So I must have been reasonably close to being the first person
0: who hit it. Um, well, you do have this obsession with being first.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I, de- uh, sometimes I do. Then there's, a, there's an article on Mass Live this morning that says uh, a tornado touched down in Summers at six ten Sunday. Uh, Sunday, I was at Sonny's watching Johnny Six Gun, and the show ended at six o'clock. Uh, the paper says it happened. Near the Connecticut-Mass border. Now, when I go home from Sunny's, I go up, I think it's 186, which would be uh, Hall Hill Road in summers. So, you know, I'm riding two, three miles to the Mass line within two minutes, apparently, of a tornado Hmm. that's coming right up uh, behind me. Last night, I'm I'm on the bike, and... um, I am almost, this is, I am not exaggerating. I am within a quarter of a mile. I'm coming from Enfield, going to Chicopee, and I'm within a quarter mile of that spot where I hit that piece on June 10th. Okay. Within that quarter mile. I'm going 55, let's say. And uh, there's there's really no traffic around me again, kind of like what happened when I, when I hit that piece in the road with the car from the ground, there must have been vehicles, obviously that were in front of me because this was caused by air from the ground, a piece of plastic, probably it, it was kind of like, like, uh, like dry cleaning plastic. That that kind of you know thin,
0: uh, grippy, sticky like, like saran a, wrap, not as thick as a like a plastic bag, no, but no. a bag for clothes. And it, it's I don't
1: I don't know what the hell it was, but it's probably I don't know eight ten feet long, and it kind of looks like a, a cross, kind of like there's two arms. There's a small trunk center, and then there's what looked like maybe two legs. And it rises up. Like a phoenix from
0: from the ashes. Yes,
1: exactly. Like a phoenix from Arizona. Right. Um, It rises up from the ground. The wind clearly picks this thing up off of the ground Mm -hmm. directly in front of me. And this thing on a motorcycle at 60 miles an hour hits me straight on the the top portion of it wraps over my head. That had to be a big piece of plastic. Oh, it was. And and across, you know, across the, the, uh, I have a full face helmet and I had the shield down cause that's the way I do it on the highway with the wind. And then the bottom portion of it is, I don't know where yet because I'm still driving and, uh, and I, Thankfully, I pull to the side of the road. I'm scared S-less. Right. Because I don't... I Anytime I have ever hit anything uh, plastic, and I can remember in the first year I had this bike, back in the days when single-use plastic bags were still pretty popular, and they might be on the side of the road, and the wind might blow it into the street, and I might have hit it. And it would... At least twice, I had them... Wrap themselves around my drive shaft, which would have been really bad if I had not stopped immediately and been able to to take it off. This thing, it it completely covers. I mean, it's see-through, but still, it completely covers my head. And I'm trying with my left hand, I'm trying to just pull it off my face so that I can at least pull over to the side of the road. And then uh, I finally do get to the side of the road. And I have to get off the bike because I can't pull the plastic off. The back portion of it is stuck on the front <sighs> nose
0: of the bike. Somebody has to have video of this because it's <sighs> the kind of thing that makes for a hilarious meme video on, say, Reddit or or a TikTok. This would be a hilarious TikTok video. I tell you, it 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 might be hilarious now. How does this stuff always seem to I happen to you? This is what I'm saying. I mean, you know, there's thousands of motorcyclists mm-hmm. driving in that same area yeah. every single day of every single year, as well as all other kinds of vehicles, and nobody gets wrapped up in mm-hmm. a plastic bag like yeah. you. I don't
1: How at 60? It's well, we'll say 60 miles an hour. Uh no,
0: I know. John, you, you could have been going 30 miles an hour. It wouldn't have mattered. The fact that it hit you, mm-hmm. or you drove into it, yep. uh, however you want to look at it, and again, you know, only video could prove that,
2: mm.
0: how does this only- Happening? How many times have we covered, say, like a motorcycle accident on the highways as a news story? Uh Have you ever heard of someone saying, yeah, he died in a roadside fatality because he was wrapped in bubble wrap? He was brought down by plastic. Yes, saran wrap Mm -hmm. killed him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've always hated that stuff. But But uh, it's hard to find the end of it. And here you are finding the middle of it. I I
1: just, I couldn't believe it. And it genuinely is the most... I would say it it was the scariest experience I've had on that bike. Could you have moved out of the way? It came up up, uh, so fast that I would not want to have, if I had taken an erratic or or a a sharp movement to get away, I probably would have created more of a problem than, I mean, I probably would have tried, I could see that it was plastic. I could see that it was see-through. Um, so it was kind of like, uh, if I take an invasive move, I could create more of a problem than I will be by just driving straight and pulling over. Evil Knievel
0: has had less calamities yeah. using vehicles than yeah. you. Yeah. More and broken I, bones. And but, and this, yeah, there's a guy that broke every bone in his body, yeah. smashing into, in, into, into school buses at mm-hmm. Caesar's Palace. Sure, but he never once hit a piece of plastic that we know of. Or oh, maybe
1: that maybe maybe he did. Maybe that's what took him down at the, uh, the canyon.
0: At the, at the Snake River yeah, Falls. Yeah, 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 maybe. Maybe that was it. But uh, I just, you know, it, it it amazes me
1: and I'm not blaming uh, you know, the, I'm not blaming the DOT, but it's amazing how much crap is out there on the highways. Now again, you know, the one in June that was immediately right after it happened. But I, I told you how a week later, when I was driving uh, another car, a recycling bin is in the middle of the left lane. That, and again, it could have just dropped off a vehicle minutes before. I'm not right. suggesting this stuff is there for days and nobody picks it up. Yeah, but
0: how many times have you? And I, and I just we just saw this the other day. How many times do you see somebody driving around with an unsecured load? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So I yeah. a, a guy the other day driving around with a mattress on top of his of his car. Uh, not on an interstate highway, but you know it was a highway, and he's got his hand out the window holding onto the mattress as if so, his arms are so powerful. It might have been no, no one's arm is that powerful that if a good gust of wind came mm. that and the mattress blew off, that you'd be able to hold it down so that it wouldn't uh, kill someone behind you. Yeah, that yeah. would never happen.
1: I have no idea where this plastic could have come from, uh, or or why it was lying. And in, in the center lane, this is again in the center lane. Uh, and now the one, I, I don't think there's any cameras because I would have just passed under uh, Route 20. I would yeah, just, I just came out from underneath Route 20 going 91 north. Right. And uh, even e- those cameras that they have in that area of 91 to 91. And I, I don't think you would have seen me. Uh, underneath
0: the overpass i know it it just it just would have been so hilarious to see you with a face full of plastic
1: i can't i just i I couldn't believe it i could not believe it and and like i said it was it was genuinely scary i think you're at the point now where you may, may need to consider alternative routes well that that was pointed out to me or at least that particular spot I need to stop going through, you know, get off yeah, I even, downtown. I, I don't
0: even know if switching lanes would help me.
1: Yeah, yeah no, probably I think, not.
0: I think you need to go maybe the long way home.
1: Get get off downtown and drive uh, drive up Main Street through the North End and then to Center Street in, uh, in Chicopee because, boy, I tell you, that that portion of 91 is out to get me. It's
0: 624. We're back O'Brien at Rock 102.
3: Working for Trinity Health of New England.
0: It's 6:27 with Bax and O'Brien on Rock 102. Black Rose uh, tickets. Uh, we're going to give those away today. They're going to be at the Xfinity Theater on Sunday. It's their 30th anniversary tour for their uh, their big debut album, Shake Your Money Maker. That's 30 years ago. We'll have tickets for you a little bit later on today.
2: Let's laugh. Tell me, tell me what's fun. It's Baxon O'Brien's
0: joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor on Rock
2: 102. Oh my God, that is hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock.
1: This is going to take a little while, but bear with me. It's worth the payoff. Really? All right. You've said that before. A wealthy man decides to go on safari in Africa. Yes. He takes along his faithful pet dog as company. One day, the dog starts chasing butterflies, and before long, the dog is lost. So, wandering about, he notices a leopard heading rapidly in his direction with the obvious intention of having lunch. And the dog thinks, oh boy, I'm in big trouble now. Then he notices some bones on the ground close by, and he immediately settles down to start chewing on the bones with his back to the approaching leopard. And then just as the leopard is about to leap into the air, he hears the dog say, oh man, these are delicious leopard bones. I wonder if there's any others out here. So hearing this, a look of terror comes over the leopard, right? He halts his attack in mid-stride and slinks away into the trees, saying, man, that was close. (sighs) That dog almost had me. Obviously, a lot of talking animals here. Right. So meanwhile, a monkey has been watching all this from a tree nearby. He figures he could put this knowledge to good use, and he decides to trade news of the deception for protection from the leopard. Right. So off the monkey goes in hot pursuit, but the dog hears the commotion and notices that the monkey, heading after the leopard with great speed, he figures something's got to be up. And he starts to analyze his possibilities, right? Right. So meanwhile, the monkey catches up with the leopard and reveals how the dog tricked the cat, and then he strikes the deal with the leopard. The cat is furious at being made a fool of, and he wants revenge. Who wouldn't, right? Of course. The leopard says, hey, monkey... Hop on my back and come with me and watch what's going to happen to that conniving canine. Well, angry and impatient, the leopard doesn't even bother with the stealth. He just comes roaring through the jungle with the finesse of an elephant. And the dog hears the leopard coming with the monkey on his back, and he decides on a plan, right? Right. Instead of running, the dog sits down with his back to the attackers and pretends he doesn't have a clue of their presence. And then just when they get close enough to hear, the dog goes, Where's that damn monkey? I'm so hungry. I sent him off an hour ago for another leopard to eat. Ah! You see, the hunter never came back. I don't know how he got lost. (laughs) Booyah!
0: 633 with Baxter O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by 413 Pro Tint. For tinting on your vehicle, home, or business, call 413-PROTINT in Springfield. Today, here's local radio icon Steve Nagel.
2: Thanks, Max. Is it just me, or do the roads look a little fat around here?
1: Fat they, roads?
0: They fat do look
2: roads. They do look fat. They
1: could probably stand to uh, go on some kind of program.
2: Uh, starting uh, t- uh, today, Route 5 southbound in West Springfield will be going on a road diet. Road <laughs> diet. <laughs> road diet. That means, <laughs> that means two lanes will be reduced to one. From East Elm Street near the McDonald's to the North End Bridge Rotary.
0: Now, is this like a keto program where the roads only have, like, high protein and low carbs? Well, they're reducing uh, the amount of,
2: uh, I don't know, the eating of the asphalt, if you will. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah.
1: In 61 (laughs) years...
2: Eating
0: of the
4: asphalt, you kill me. in,
1: In 61 years, I have never heard the phrase road diet. Until 22 News started their lead story this
0: morning, and she said it like four times. Yeah, road diet. Yeah, a road diet. It's kind of like when uh, meteorologists learned the word bombogenesis. Mm-hmm. It's like no one yeah. had ever heard of that, and then uh, it's like the Farfignugen of uh, of meteorology and news. Where Where did you come up with road
1: diet? I just I love to know. I I don't think it's um. I, I for, bet I you I it's Will name.
2: Reichelt because it says West Springfield Will Reichelt is looking for yeah. the public feedback on the road diet. And you can email traffic safety at toes.org. Yeah.
0: Is, this a, T-O-W-S, by the is way. this a Reichelt thing? I mean, like only a Reichelt thing? Uh,
2: I'll
1: ask uh, a little bit later. I don't bother him this yeah, early. But get, but, uh, get Ed Sullivan. He he road, works. He
0: wakes up early. Road
1: diet is they they they're reducing it from three lanes is it three lanes to two or two lanes to one two to one two to one yeah it, it's uh, because of uh, because of racing they're getting too much, too much racing going on so they're uh, they're going to do this for um i think they said three weeks
2: i'm trying to yeah, think yeah 3 to 4 weeks so it's just, it, it'll oh just for 3 to 4 yeah weeks. just so for 3 to 4 so weeks so it's not not permanent.
1: permanent. No. No. And and you know, they might
0: even extend it through the summer. Well, no one can be in a diet forever. No. At some point yeah. you just have to kind of, yeah.
2: Yeah, but as soon Cheat as a you, little you, bit. as soon as you you t- you're off the diet, uh, yeah, you
1: gain
0: that down, weight right back. Yeah. Is Within so weeks. True. You with gain that-,
1: that you gain that
2: lane right back with all that eating of the asphalt.
1: Mhm. Sure. That can be a
2: problem.
0: Yeah, but you know, that can leave a real tough taste in your mouth. Do you put some extra grooves in the asphalt? Uh, you
1: know, like yeah, the, the yeah. rumble
0: strip on what, uh, the asphalt. Are they be installing any manholes in that asphalt?
2: What about the, the potholes.
1: They... Never mind the potholes.
2: Oh, that's the yeah. yeah. You, don't, you don't want a sinkhole in your asphalt. No, no you don't. Mm-hmm.
1: The um, <laughs> I'm sure that there will be warnings uh, well ahead of this diet, so that you know that it's going to be reduced by a lane. I was reading this article the other day, and I've read this before, and I've told we've talked about this before. But it's happening more often in the country, and it's creating road rage, a big-time increase in road rage, even though it's the right thing to do. Zipper merging is the thing that the U.S. Department of Transportation is going to try to start promoting. When you see a sign that says, if you're on the highway, and you see a sign that says, you know, right lane closed, one mile. You don't use that moment to immediately move over into the left lane. You wait. You continue to use both lanes mm-hmm. for as long as possible. And then when you get to the point where the lane is closed,
0: one car from each lane goes yeah. Yeah. like a zipper. In, it, in it,
2: theory, that
0: works. Yeah, yeah. But, but human... Uh, but human behavior suggests yeah. we'll never, ever come uh, come to an agreement on well, that. Well,
1: because you'll always have an idiot like I had yesterday uh, who thinks I'm going to do things different than everybody else has been told. I'm following this, uh, this jerk uh, through Longmeadow yesterday going uh, north on uh, Laurel Street because I'm still thinking Converse is closed even though that sign's not up any longer. So I go down Bliss, and then I turn right or north on uh, Laurel Street. And then when you get to the intersection of Converse, we hit the light, red, and we stop. He's the first car. I'm the second. In the opposite direction, you can see a car sitting there with his left blinker on. He wants to go uh, east on Converse Street. And when the light goes green... The person going straight has the right of way. The person who's making a left-hand turn is supposed to wait for the traffic to come by, and the guy in front of me decides, oh, I'm going to let him go first because I'm a nice guy. Mm. And the guy who's looking to make the left doesn't realize it for a few seconds. It's a very short green. Mm. By the time I beat my horn and get a hand motion from the guy in front of me, the light's already turning yellow. It was like 30 seconds yep.
0: of green. See, you see the, the, the problem with a situation like that and the uh, problem with the situation of the uh, the zipper merging is that it requires every driver, mm-hmm. not just one, every driver to have a certain level of courtesy. And so you knowledge. To, right. You So you have to be able to be willing to let someone go you know, ahead of you in order to make the zipper merging possible. Right. But what I'm telling you is basic human nature would suggest that if you are... Uh, in a hurry, or you uh, feel as though this is your road to be driving on, you're not going to let somebody in front of you, and you'll just mm-hmm. be a jerk and keep going yep. and edge up. Which, yeah. which I don't know if you ever had a zipper that got uh, they got uh, you know out of whack. Mm. You can't lift up the zipper no, uh, if the if the teeth aren't you're going uh, you know intermingling
1: properly. Yep. Happened to me once with my uh, with my coach at my uh, psychiatrist's office. The two of us were working on it for, like, 15 minutes. Exactly what I'm talking about. I
0: couldn't let it go. Your your analogy uh, could not be more apt. I'm just saying that, uh, you know, listen, we humans are stupid, and we're never, ever going to make that work.
1: Yeah. Well, as usual, it took me almost all the way up to the West Springfield exit off 91 to finally give this guy the stink eye.
0: And I bet he learned his lesson because of it. I don't think he did. No, I don't think he cared. I don't think he knew. I don't. I don't. It's like
1: you go. You you have the right of way. Mm -hmm. You don't have to let the person making a left hand
2: turn go in front of you. The uh, Springfield Police seized the 120th illegally owned gun this year as of Saturday. Should have seen the cake.
0: It was a gun
2: shaped thing. No, it was a bullet shaped
0: thing. <laughs> yeah. Actually, don't they don't you as as the uh, the person uh, surrendering that gun get one free like ice cream cone uh, or know. you know like a like a like <laughs> like some time at
2: the range or something mm-hmm. uh, was, some sort of voucher. It was a uh, it was cookie puss with blood all over his face. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's good. Yeah. 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 According to uh, Ryan Walsh, uh, officers responded to the 1600 block of Boston Road in Springfield for a disturbance when they arrived 31-year-old Cajun Sutton had allegedly threatened to shoot someone while reaching for his waistband. Police found a high-capacity gun in his waistband loaded with more than twice the legal amount of ammunition. But wasn't it all illegal?
1: Uh, Probably. <laughs> for this guy, yes.
2: Well, I mean, to say twice the legal amount. In other words, amount... they have
1: capacity limits of how many bullets you're supposed to be able to have in a magazine.
2: Right, but it was all illegal anyway. Right, right. But
1: it's an additional charge.
2: Yeah. But, uh, hey, congratulations. It's the 120th gun.
1: Yeah. And it's only July uh, what? 20th. 20th, yeah.
2: We're hoping to get 180 by the end of the year.
1: Oh, that would be terrific. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Can we
2: throw a party when that happens? Uh, New York State uh, police arrested a man from Palmer Friday after he allegedly raped a woman. According to a news release from the New York State Police, 31-year-old Michael Ramos Perez of Palmer allegedly drove to Beekmantown, New York, on Thursday, July 15th, forced a pedestrian into his van, drove a short di- distance, raped her, and released the victim. Ramos Perez was charged with first-degree rape, second-degree kidnapping, fourth-degree criminal mischief, and two counts of criminal sexual act with the first in the first degree. He's currently uh, being held behind bars with bail set to $65,000 cash bail or $175,000 bond.
1: This it just a random guy from Palmer goes to a random town in New York and grabs a random pedestrian off the side of the road?
2: It is very odd. That, <laughs> very weird. Um, usually, I mean, when you hear about you know, predators and victims, that there's some sort of buildup. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, stalking or or something like that, like
1: or their children. You, right. you hear children sometimes grabbed by complete strangers. You said there was one they had in New York last week on the on the news. Man, this mother, the 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 guy gets out of the car on the driver's side, runs around the back of the car. It's a mother and I think three children standing on the sidewalk, and this guy just in one move. He grabs this girl, I think she's a nine-year-old girl, and he stuffs her into the back seat. And I don't think he got in with her. I think he then got into the front seat. I forget exactly where, but he gets in right behind her. And then the driver, there's a driver in the car as well. But obviously, all of the windows of this car are open, or at least the windows on the passenger side. And the mother... Along with her two kids, goes rushing over the car. She's only probably five feet away from the car anyway. And and clearly the nine year old daughter is struggling within the car to get to <laughs> one of the open windows, and the mother reaches in and grabs the daughter and pulls her out through the window and then wow. the car takes off. It was it was an amazing move on wow. the part of the mother. It was it was pretty pretty impressive. But this one here you well. Know, soon as you said palmer man you knew anything could happen
0: yeah, yeah but not but you're like to think not that
1: well no but we don't know the village
0: hey uh i don't think it really <laughs> matters which village
2: uh, a second franklin county community is under a state of emergency because of flooding and the washing away of roads the town of Montague joins nearby orange facing extraordinary conditions caused by the never-ending rain on East River Street, the floodwaters have receded since the town declared a state of emergency over the weekend. Neighbor uh, Neighbor Jim Collins can't get over how much rain they received over the weekend. I can't believe how much rain we received over the weekend, said hey, Collins. Is, it, was is that it, the exact quote?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, like the, just like the description of the quote.
2: <laughs> the ground beneath their feet just became saturated with the rain and became a menace. Uh, Bonnie Johnson and her husband Richard had been uh, through flooding before, but never like this. They feared their cellar would become flooded. I'm actually uh I'm really glad I didn't get any flooding in my basement. Not that it normally does, but you hear people who have seemingly had waterproof basements that are no longer waterproof. Yeah.
1: yeah I've heard of two friends who uh one who said it was flooded and the other one who said it's just
0: it's wet, but
1: it's definitely uh being affected by by all this rain. I
0: don't know if you, you saw this uh this headline on Mass Live yesterday. You know, to me, you know, whenever you uh, write a great headline, you know, you're you're trying to grab the reader to to a degree where they actually, you know, read the story and it said record rain in July across Massachusetts ruins outdoor plans, makes everyone cranky. Yeah. Like yeah. damn. Spot I would up. never have even put those things together. Like mm-hmm. rain would make people cranky and ruin our outdoor events. Actually, the, I
1: gotta read um, this. The one I saw this morning. Where the hell do I have it? I know I've got it
0: saved here. Uh, talks about uh, raising blood pressure. It's the same story. It's like yeah. uh, you, you 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 hit the the headline, the front page, and then it takes you to. Record rain in July across Massachusetts ruins beach days, grad parties, and raises blood pressure. It's yeah, like two yeah. different stories. Like they, they keep grabbing at you, looking for more viewers and readers. Uh, and man, they ne- never let go. That's what like, those people at Mass Live are known for. They're at you like a horny puppy in heat.
2: Raises blood pressure.
1: Yeah, it raises blood pressure.
2: Like you rain.
1: Yeah, that's the way people are uh,
2: behaving now. Uh, people joke about becoming members of the Mile High Club, but do you actually know anyone who's done it?
0: No. I did it by myself. That's not the same. Uh, yeah, really not. The real challenge is squeezing two people into those tiny little bathrooms.
2: Mm, the real challenge is doing it by yourself when you're a big guy in a tiny little bathroom like that. If you know what I'm saying? Oh
0: yeah, no, yeah. I get it.
2: According to a new survey, a lot of people actually do have sex on public transportation. 23% said they have, which is almost one in four people.
1: We went from the Mile High Club to public transportation.
0: I mean, anybody can have sex in a city bus. Yeah. Uh, the well, PBTA they- is going your way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When they say they're going downtown
1: yeah. for the stops, yeah. they mean are, it.
2: Are you still only allowed to get on the back door of a PVD TA bus right now? <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, 23% said they have, which is uh, one almost one in four people. That's about 59 million Americans. This comes from the Vacationer, as part of their annual sex travel survey, which was released yesterday.
1: Yeah, there, like on Pornhub, there is a uh, preponderant number of people. On buses, mm-hmm. who seem to be uh, doing things? Yeah, yeah but but,
0: yeah, but very much like uh, the bang bus that you're talking about. No, I mean no, these, I'm talking about a, an actual charter bus. Yeah, in in these surveys, I tend to doubt that people are being completely honest. There's just not enough room no, 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 but, in uh, a bathroom on a plane. No, no, no.
1: I, yeah, okay. Well, you're now talking
0: about a plane again. I'm talking about the
1: bus, and these aren't surveys; these are videos. <laughs> and and you're seeing what's happening on that bus,
2: and you're not talking about charter buses. You're talking about public buses, right?
1: uh both both charter buses or or around the town bus
2: i mean the charter bus you'd have everybody on there probably knowing what you're doing on the public bus now that's something else.
0: Yeah, but see, I think those things are fake too. Have you noticed that nobody reacts to the uh, the sex going on on those buses? Well, but Steve, what you're talking about, those
1: buses, the, the municipal buses, the seats face each other. On the charter buses, everybody's facing the same way. Mm-hmm. If you're in the back of the bus and it's not full, there's nobody sitting parallel to you, right. I could see where you could do something, and uh, and the people either in front or behind you are not going to see it. Because the seats are so high. The seats are above your head. I don't know what that great. Unless unless somebody gets up to go to the bathroom.
0: (laughs) And even those bathrooms are even smaller than they are on a plane. Oh,
1: God, yeah. Uh,
2: 11.6% of people have done it on a commercial plane. 9.2% have been naughty on a train or the subway.
1: Oh, the train's easy.
2: 8% have messed around on a bus. 6.2% have done it on a ferry or water taxi. And 5.6% have uh, defiled someone's rideshare or taxicab. Well, remember, the, the HBO used to have uh, taxicab confessions. Yeah. You know?
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Well, on a train, the, the the toilets are much bigger. There's a lot of room to move around. Uh, on, Plus, it on could a, be
1: a sleeper train.
0: On a ferry, depending if it's a, if it's a car ferry, for example... Sometimes people stick around their cars rather than mill around the the, uh, the ferry itself. Not supposed to be down there. You know, you're not supposed to be down there, but sometimes they're not they're not you know below deck, mm. depending on the ferry. If I've below been, deck, below the deck. Oh oh oh. Sometimes the cars <laughs> are on the the uh, the main deck of uh-huh. the, of the ferry, and if that's the case, I suppose you could do nearly anything you wanted to. Hmm. But it's uh, you know I mean come on. You, you <sighs> There's a time and a place. I Other people got to use the bathroom too.
2: I want to do it on an open air uh, double-decker bus, you know, like, like the, the Peter Pan one. Yeah. yeah. So then, uh, you know, if you make a mess, you can just say, "Oh no, that's that's a pigeon, a pigeon. bird." Yeah, yeah, right, bird, that left a bird mess did there. that. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> so
1: it's obviously not a swallow.
2: <laughs> oh! oh! <Hey! laughs> zing 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 You can lead a horse to the water, but you can't make him drink it, but you can make Johnny get a joke in, can't you <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today, (laughs) foggy this morning and then uh, tapering off to mostly sunshine, which is something you don't really hear that often, and uh, hot with a high of 88. Tomorrow, and more rain with a high of 82. It's 67 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah,
4: yeah. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is... Green Love's fully insured team uses their own signature line of handmade eco-friendly...
0: Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 6.58 on Rock 102.
1: Sunshine today and warm. Um, The Weather Channel website says zero chance of rain or very close to zero chance of rain today. Um, The young lady on 22 News is saying, Kelly Reardon is saying the chance of rain around 3 o'clock. Now, yesterday afternoon at 3, I saw a 15% chance of rain Hmm. for like the next four hours and then twenty five minutes later, it was pouring. And when I looked back on the Weather Channel again, it said seventy five percent chance. So it went from fifteen to seventy five in a half an hour. It's it's these the summer storms just pop up out of nowhere. Well,
0: it may not be the news you want to hear, but if Kelly Reardon's going to be the one giving you that information, I'm more likely to believe her. Yeah, but I, I'm still uh, already saturated
1: enough. Whether it's Kelly or Or strep throat.
0: Rock 102's 2s Bacon and Brews is about a month away. Driven by Tommy Carr, the Tommy Carr Auto Group, and Dave Minor Exterior Home Improvements. Join us at the Log Cabin Sunday, August 22nd from noon to 3 for a big bacon and craft beer themed bash. Admission includes all kinds of bacon-inspired foods from the Log Cabin Chefs, plus there's a cash bar with a selection of craft beers that will please your palate, plus live music from uh, the James Paul Band and the Double Dose of Dave. Lots of games, lots of fun, and more importantly, uh, bacon. Tickets are on sale now at rock102.com. You must be 21 or older to attend with a positive ID. Bacon and Brews driven by the Tommy Carr Auto Group and Dave Minor Exterior Home Improvements August 22nd at the Log Cabin in Holyoke. Part of the Classic Rock Summer right here on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock.
1: Coming up uh, after 7 o'clock, according to Live, the House is going to take up the sports betting bill this week. And from on, unless I'm reading this wrong, it does not allow anyone else to do sports
0: betting besides casinos and racetracks. We'll talk about that in just a minute. 7 o'clock on Rock 102. The Bax O'Brien podcast is brought to you by the Wealth... <laughs>
2: And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Grills, 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 Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood Fired Grills.
0: Hey, good morning, sports fans! How the heck are you, folks? Last night, your beloved Boston Red Sox pounded the living snot out of the Toronto Blue Jays. Now, this win was important for a variety of reasons. One, it ends a two-game losing streak, and I'm not a big fan of those kinds of things. And two, it extends their lead in the division to one and a half games. Not much of a cushion, but it'll have to do until tonight when the Red Sox get to unload again on the Blue Jays at 7 o'clock. So how bad was this as Padlin last night? Well, let's just say that the Red Sox crushed six home runs, including a grand slam from Hunter Renfro, two home runs from Kiki Hernandez to bury those gutless rat bastards 13-4 in their makeshift home of Buffalo, New York. I mean, seriously, six home runs. Nobody can beat a team that's blowing up your pitching with six home runs. That hardly ever happens, and those six home runs would have been all that more impressive had it not been for the New York Mets, who smashed seven home runs last night to beat Cincinnati 15-11 in 11 innings. Again, you can't beat a team that's launching that many shots over the wall, even if it does go into extra innings. This is why I would like to see the Red Sox do this more often. I like a game that's seemingly over by the second inning. It saves me time, I get to go to bed at a reasonable hour, and I find that with six home runs, I tend to sleep much better than when the Red Sox give up that sort of offensive production. Maybe this sort of offensive, uh, this aggressive offense was created in New York the other night when that one guy chucked a baseball at Alex Verdugo. Maybe the Red Sox just had a great night, or maybe Toronto's pitching staff was simply throwing up meatballs and the Red Sox are taking advantage of it. Either way, that's the sort of thrilling excitement that has me coming back for more. Sure, I find myself losing interest during a two-game losing streak, but come back roaring with a furious deluge of hellfire, and suddenly you have regained my attention. And while I realize that asking for six home runs tonight is perhaps asking too much, there is nothing wrong with setting goals. This just happens to be one of them. But hey, and if my Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, you love your deck or patio, but you're thinking, you know what this really needs? A big shade umbrella, because... Of the blistering sun that's been out so so much lately, get one now at Rockies—a nine-foot shade umbrella, only thirty-five bucks with your Ace Rewards card. A savings of fifteen dollars—a shady deal that comes in all kinds of colors. Available now at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock at 7:13. In the Eagles on Rock 102.
1: Partly cloudy and warm today. High of about 88. It is 66 right now in downtown Springfield. So, uh, according to Mass Live this morning, uh, the state legislature this week is going to take up the sports betting bill. Now, there are several bills being proposed. Uh, many of them have similarities. And I don't know if I'm reading this wrong or I'm not getting it, but for all the conversation we've had in the past about uh, stores being allowed to have this, I don't know that that's included here. First of all stores and and, and like bars and stuff. E, yeah. Uh first of all I didn't realize this either. We're talking about 21 and older. Is that the same for lottery tickets? Or can you buy lottery tickets at 18? I thought it was 18. I I did too. This is going to be people 21 and older. It's
2: it's 18. Mass lottery is uh, always 18. It is 18. Yeah, yeah, but it won't be for
1: it won't be for sports betting. Uh, Within Massachusetts on motor race events, e-sports, competitive video games, and every other event or any other event approved by the Mass Gaming Commission does not cover fantasy sports. Like other proposals, the House bill offers three types of sports betting licenses, one for casinos, one for racetracks, and one for mobile apps that run digital sports books. So that would not be it, it, it says retail operators and mobile partners could take up could take a combined eleven sports betting licenses.
0: So, so does that retail say operators So there's eleven of them throughout the state that will uh, allow
1: this? I, I don't under the bill, each casino could pursue a license with up to three mobile operators. Racetrack operators could secure a license with one mobile operator, and the state also allows mobile operators to apply for licenses as independent entities with no cap on the number of mobile licenses. But they don't see many people taking advantage of that because the licenses ain't cheap. In addition to a $100,000 application fee, each applicant that's approved would pay an initial 5 million dollar fee for a license and another 5 million to renew after 5 years the first time the fee drops to 4 million for operators who secure a 1 million dollar temporary license to start taking bets so at at that
0: at that uh, level of fee uh at what point so, so let's just let's just say for example hypothetically we are talking about a, re, uh, a, a bar that gets a license. Are they bound by the same fee structure? I, I don't know. Because there's no way that any bar owner could of course know, not. take that on. Uh, but I don't know what, what mobile operator means. Well, a mobile, I, I assume, if, if I'm reading this correctly, they're talking about, you know, uh, like the, the FanDuel and DraftKings that's running through an app. The bill would
1: create a new market for FanDuel, DraftKings, and other competitors. But if the state says each casino can pursue up to three mobile operators, so for ex- does that mean they could have DraftKings, FanDuel, and one other one? What,
0: what I assume what that means is, let's say MGM wants to create a gaming app for your phones. You don't have to physically go to MGM to place your bet on a sporting event Mm. that's that that's how i'm reading that based on these licensing
1: fees i would say you're not going to see uh sports gambling at anywhere other than mgm encore and the racetrack at plainfield because of plainfield plainville
0: yeah well i mean and i'm even sure plainville does i mean encore could you know mgm could but it's like even that on top of all the other you know fees and taxes and uh, host agreements that they're trying that they need to fulfill mm-hmm. this is still a pretty deep commit you know financial commitment <laughs> hundred thousand dollars for the application that's you know that's nothing but then you now you're talking about millions of dollars just to keep it up every year five million for five years I, I mean, that's and five million for five more I don't know what it's gonna take for them to you know reach that goal and, and to the point where it pays for itself. What uh-huh. happens after five years? Do those fees go away or do new fees get assessed? That's what I like to know about it. Is- there's a lot of questions on this thing. 70 The state can make at least $70 million
1: on application and licensing fees alone. All right, so, I mean, if you think about them being able to make $70 million on applications, if it's a $100,000 application fee, $70 million... I don't. I don't. I'm not. I can't do the math here. I'm, the, the math isn't lining up. If it's a hundred thousand dollars for an application fee, the seventy and, million dollars is tax revenue. Seventy million, right? Making at least seventy million. No, it's it's no. It's making the state at least seventy million on application and licensing fees alone. It's not on the revenue. It's just on those fees. And if it's five million dollars. For for uh, a license and a hundred thousand dollars for an application fee, that would be
0: twelve. Yeah, so, where I'm reading it is uh, Gerald uh, Paracella from uh, from Beverly is saying that they expect the state could generate seventy million dollars in tax revenue. That's what I'm reading.
1: Okay. Well, the part I'm reading, which is also from Paracella, says retail operators and mobile partners could take out a combined eleven sports betting licenses. Making the state at least seventy million dollars on application and license fees alone. So either Paracel is talking out of both sides of his mouth or more likely uh, Mass Live didn't get that exactly right. <laughs> My guess is it's probably a combination yeah. of both. yeah,
0: but uh, I, I don't know, I, you, know it's, you know to me, I mean I, I, I know this is inevitable. At some point, we will have you know sports gambling here in Massachusetts. But it sounds like like everything else we've ever done in Massachusetts, that as we get closer to debating this, the more convoluted it becomes. Mm-hmm. And even if they debated on Thursday and they signed something on Friday, the amount of time it's going to take for this to actually get started. It won't be by the start of the NFL season. It won't be. No, oh, hardly. I mean, it'll be, be lucky maybe, if it's by like, the time of the Super Bowl. Two or three even then that's uh, that's not gonna happen i
1: don't know i think i think they'll i think they might move this along uh fast from this point forward I'm, certainly it, it's taken a long time to get here is this your
0: first day in massachusetts ah, look, hey, listen remember the you know, uh, the application process for everything else that's ever happened in massachusetts you know
1: look uh, and i know that we've been saying that an awful lot we 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 didn't leave the nation but we did a pretty good job getting marijuana up and getting the legalized marijuana operations up and running not on a per dispensary basis well which is how we were watching it more in a micro fashion but in the macro fashion we we did all right the gambling no the
0: gambling you know we were 15 years 20 years behind mohegan and foxwood sure but by the time that the state agreed to allow casino gambling to the point where they were issuing licenses. I'm only talking about when the facilities were built. It took like 2 years. Mm-hmm. just the application yeah. process. And and cannabis isn't all that different. I mean, it was still a very long process to figure out, well, what kind of thing should be on this application and all these, you know, trips to Colorado and and Washington state to see how they did, you know, their roll out of this stuff. None of this stuff is gone. Has gone fast, and I don't believe for a moment that they're going to get this thing uh, cranking up right away because it's well, Massachusetts, and that's just not how we operate. I would like
1: again. I would like to if someone out there knows uh, what one racetrack operators can secure a license with one mobile operator, and uh, and the casinos have other mobile operators. So if the racetrack and the casino is not itself a mobile operator then what is a mobile operator i mean who are these racetracks and casinos licensing with in order to run a mobile operation uh, that that's the part i that's the part i don't get
0: yeah I, I don't uh i don't know i know uh eric lesser's name is all over the story too and yeah but
1: i'd like to yeah. talk to someone that i'd like to talk to <laughs>
0: It's seven twenty three with Bax and O'Brien a rock one oh two.
1: You're not afraid of hard work. Yeah, interview we did probably a few weeks ago of the uh the local uh people who um a murderer was looking for a compassionate release from prison.
0: Yeah. Uh Maureen Maureen Moriarty.
1: Yeah, there you go. Did you see last week Stephen Fleming is looking for a compassionate release? Really. Uh for fear of getting COVID. It's not that he has COVID and and, and, and he's dying. It's for fear of getting COVID. Even his son, his own son, is like, uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, My father uh, watched Whitey Bulger not just kill people but torture them and uh, didn't do a whole hell of a lot to stop it. Yeah, and you want to let him out because he's
0: scared? Yeah, but when your own kid is like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think so, Dad. Yeah, no. And uh, when, you, when you when the kid comes out and says, "Listen, uh, my dad is a very bad man. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, not my kind of guy. Where he is right now is exactly where he should stay. Yeah, yeah. But, no I, but matter, I mean, no matter how fearful he might be, just the balls to ask because you
1: might because <laughs> you, well, it's, you it's, might get can- uh, COVID. Well, that's
0: the whole thing. I mean, if you're if you're uh, if you're somebody who is serving a a uh you know a a period of time in prison uh, you know 20 years 15 years 10 years the rest years. of your life the re- uh, well what no it depends i mean you know in a, the case like the uh, of uh, the jack regan uh, murder i mean you know that guy was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole and wanted to get out because he was sick yeah y- y- if you got a, a fear of getting sick that's not being sick no no yeah you come back when you, tell you what, Steve,
1: come back when you got the COVID.
0: That's like saying, I, I want compassionate release because I just don't enjoy yeah. being
1: incarcerated. Yeah. I don't, yeah I I just, I,
0: I'm don't. i not having fun here. I
1: don't, uh I don't, okay, you know, God bless them for asking. Got, what's
0: the worst they could do? Say no. Well, they're going to say no. <laughs> we got news next to Rock 102.
2: Your car, your home, your business too. 7.31
0: with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It is time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Rece- uh, this month received $1,500 off installation with no money down, no payments, no interest for a full year. Visit yankeehomeimprovement.com and use the keyword Rock 102. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel.
2: Excuse me, but does my asphalt look fat? <laughs> it needs a diet. It does. Starting today, Route 5 southbound in West Springfield will be going on a road diet. That means the two lanes will be reduced to one uh, from East Elm Street near the McDonald's to the North End Bridge Rotary.
1: Yeah, I by the way, I uh, found out from uh, the mayor, Will Reichel, because we thought maybe this was his phrase, uh, or 22's, because they said it four times in like two paragraphs. Um,
0: I'm told it is a DOT phrase. Which they... Never- And this is not their first construction project in West Springfield, so is this new for them, too? I don't know, because I've never heard it before. I don't think anyone's ever heard this before. It's ridiculous.
1: A road diet.
2: The uh, lane reduction will be on the southbound side only. Dividers will be placed just before the Harrison Place road shrinking to one lane. Uh, Access to side streets and driveways throughout this area will still remain available.
1: Yeah. In other words, they're trying to... There's a lot of uh, drag racing going on. So they're talking three to four weeks of this in order to try to eliminate the racing.
2: Uh, West Springfield Mayor Will Reichelt is looking for the public feedback on the road diet. I like to saying it like that. Road, yeah,
1: road diet. diet. Uh,
2: the Massachusetts Vax <laughs> bus will stop in West Springfield on Tuesday. Free vaccines will be available at uh, Alice Corson Park from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. today. It's the only stop for the bus.
1: Was that uh, included on that poll we talked about last hour for people
0: having sex on public transportation? I I think because the needles need to be sterilized, I don't think you should be having sex on the vaccination bus.
1: it seems like a good place to get an injection.
0: Everybody else is
2: getting stuck.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're just going to feel a little prick.
2: I saw a tweet yesterday. What's wrong Uh, with you? I saw a tweet that was uh, floating around the uh, the internets yesterday that said I just saw a guy vaccinating himself under a highway overpass.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I hope he's back oh, in 30 yeah. days. Yeah, he'll, have, he'll <laughs> finally get that second shot. Speaking of highways, uh, Saturday morning, I'm uh, I'm driving with my brother and his wife, right, mm-hmm. and we get down to the end of it was the uh R- Riverdale Street exit off a of 91 which would be R- route five south mm-hmm. uh, right in front of the, the I think it's La Quinta or something yep. and uh w- we're in the right lane and there's a guy in the f- on the shoulder of the far left lane who's you know looking for money you know it's mm-hmm. he's, uh, handicapped or whatever and he's got a cane with him, right well. so I rolled down the window and I said, here bud, here you go. And that cane just was, like, it didn't make a difference. It, yeah. he, just, he ran right over to the car. And got and all I could think of was that Eddie Murphy in Trading Places was like, Oh, my God, I can walk. It's a miracle. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't
1: have a cane where he, like, twisted the handle and the cane extended with a basket on the end of it. That would be good, too. <laughs> that yeah. would have been good, too. Yeah. But
2: I just thought it was kind of funny that, uh, hey, for two bucks –
1: yeah, I, wait! I'm
2: the miracle worker. <laughs> yes, you are. You gave him two bucks. That was two bucks I had sitting in yeah. the cup holder. That's you know? not bad. Well, two bucks is two bucks.
1: Yeah, I, I just, uh, I don't, um, I don't give out money like
0: that. I get uh, accosted by a guy looking for uh, money with, with a clipboard, which I thought was very interesting. Holyoke, Springfield. Okay,
1: because I, I saw one in Holyoke with a clipboard. I think they might be getting hired for petitions.
0: I don't know. I mean, I, I was wondering whether you know he was you know taking in money, but then you know filling out a ledger or a spreadsheet to make sure yeah. that everything was well organized, so he could do his taxes properly. You never know. I didn't. Uh, I didn't oh. bother to ask. I said, I'm sorry, I, I don't have extra cash.
1: Or maybe he's running for office and he, and he needs signatures on his petition petition in order to uh, to
0: get on the ballot. I know there are a couple former. Uh, politicians in the area that would be begging for cash. Mm -hmm. But not quite like that. Police departments across the state are
2: facing staffing shortages and it's causing major staffing problems locally. Whether it's state or local police departments, the staffing shortage is becoming an issue. Nearly four dozen veteran mass state police troopers are being reassigned from specialty units to barracks to help patrol streets amid a major staffing shortage. Did I say staffing shortage enough times? yeah no.
1: well, it's not like road diet.
2: a road diet. Yeah. forty six uh, state troopers will be pulled from their current roles as the department expects to lose between two hundred to two hundred and fifty troopers this year. The city of Springfield is just one department experiencing these shortages. Over the past year, police have been uh, have been put in a bad light, and Mayor Dom Dom is noticing that. Uh, Mayor Dom Dom says, state police numbers are down. Our Springfield Police Department numbers are down. And we continue to recruit and hold academies. Before, we were staying ahead of the attrition. Now, we are behind the attrition. Policing is still an honorable profession.
1: I I think one thing they ought to do, and I'm not necessarily saying that these are the guys who should be out on the road chasing criminals, but they could certainly be on the inside doing Administrative work is—you take away the mandatory sixty-five-year-old retirement. You know, there's a lot of people out there between sixty and sixty-five and seventy who are capable of doing work. Again, not necessarily chasing. Foot chasing criminals, yeah. But all those indoor jobs, all those administrative jobs, and I and I get it. The unions have that all set up with seniority
0: and stuff like that. I know. But have you ever noticed when you whenever you talk to a cop and you ask them, "Hey, how much time have you got yeah. before retirement?" They know. You know, they have an app. <laughs> that <They> can <laughs> tell you the minute, and hour. They've, exactly. Yeah. They, they're running yeah. down a clock in their head. Yeah. Uh, constantly. I, I would assume that uh, if a guy's putting in his 25 years, 30 years on the job. Yeah. He's ready to go. But there are there
1: are I know at least a few who um and many many towns now are allowing the retired officers to come back and do details. Um you know, you can't be a cop anymore but you can stand in a road job for uh 40 to 60 dollars an hour um, cuz they don't have enough who want to do it. Um so, but I think I think the retirement at 65 should be lifted as well there's also a lot of people who don't become cops until they're in their 40s and
0: you know they, they probably do want to stay on the job longer yeah um i got news for you the day i retire don't come around here looking for me to do weekend shifts hey. that ain't ever gonna happen well they're not looking for anybody right now. Anyways. No, I know right now, yeah. but, you know, if things were to open up or whatever. By but... the way, after uh, 8 o'clock,
1: um, we're going to have uh, City Council President, Chickabee City Council President, uh, Shane Brooks on. There's so, uh, a couple of things uh, brewing up in Chickabee that I, la- I want to talk to
2: him about. A uh, controversial plan to build a Carvana Unana Carva- uh, Car Processing Center in Southwick will be talked about in a public hearing tonight. The Southwick Planning Board will hear public comment and discuss the proposal. Carvana Unana, which is an online-based used car (laughs) car retailer, (laughs) wants to build a 200-square-foot facility on farmland on College Highway where vehicles will be repaired and cleaned before being sent to other locations. The meeting is scheduled for 6 p.m. tonight at the Southwick Regional School and will also be available via Zoom. The Carvana Unana facility is currently awaiting a special permit approval from the town's planning board. I wish
1: there was somebody we could talk to about this because you're not seeing anything in this story about who the landowner is that's selling the property to, uh, who is it again, Steve? Uh,
2: Carvana Unana.
1: Yeah, and then also, um, if, you, if you saw these stories, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, how Amazon has done this and Google has done this. They create these... They, they they go places that they want to build somewhere, but they don't tell people who they are. They put it under a different name. And that happened with this, uh, what's
2: it called? Carvana Na. Yeah,
1: originally they put it like in the name of the developer as opposed to that name so people wouldn't recognize it and get all upset by it. So I'm kind of curious as to whether or not the landowner knew who he was selling the land to Mm-hmm. When he when he first agreed to
0: do that. I feel yeah. like you should be doing, like, the name game to Carvana Unana.
2: Mm. No, no, no. That's from Havana. Right. Carvana. Yes. The name game? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you, Carvana, Vana, Vobana, Banana. I don't even <laughs> know. Yeah, See, yeah, it's, yeah. it's really hard, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, Western uh, Massachusetts has been seeing its fair share of rain and causing the Connecticut River to rise. According to 22 News Storm Team meteorologist Brian Lapis, the uh, Connecticut River acts as a storm drain for much of New England. First raining heavily, then the rain uh, runoff flows into streams and tributary rivers, which rise and recede quickly and pour into the Connecticut River. Uh, But they have suspended many recreational activities on the Connecticut River right now. You can't really drive a boat up that.
1: You can't drive a
2: boat up Because of the wake from the boats, it oh, would uh, yeah. cause more water to rush up onto the already flooded banks of the river. I
1: guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Wait, you see, they're showing this uh, that picture. This picture, I don't think it's a Shelburne, uh, with the water like only a couple of inches from the bottom of the bridge. Yeah. Where normally you would have at least you know, 20, 30 feet. It's crazy.
1: It is crazy. It's ridiculous how much rain we're getting.
2: I'm I'm really tired of it.
1: Oh, I'm I've been I'm a- tired of it for uh, what is it? 21 days. It, no. also- Ma- mass live says it's making people cranky. Yeah. And raising I'll- my blood pressure.
2: And I'm also tired of uh the kind of heat that comes right after that.
1: Oh yeah. Oh. No, it's it's like we're in a rainforest.
2: The Amazon. Exactly. A uh, man has been convicted of vehicular homicide after prosecutors say he hit a car while driving around 120 miles per hour during a Facebook live stream showing him speeding. A jury found 44-year-old Brian Kirby guilty Thursday in the 2018 crash in Colorado. Kirby was accused of driving as fast as 167 miles per hour during the live stream on the highway near Denver while making comments to viewers about his speed. Hey, man, look how fast I'm going. (laughs)
1: 44 years old.
2: At the end, he rapidly crossed uh, from the left lane to the right lane and crashed into a sedan from behind. The other driver died at the scene. That's the problem with a lot of these live stream things is it gives people this platform to do stupid, Mm -hmm. stupid things.
1: But you would think, hopefully, at 44, somebody would be mature enough not to do something like that. but,
0: But look at the demographics of Facebook Live. It's, that's the sweet spot of Facebook right now is the you know, people in their 40s and 50s. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for as tragic as this is, I, I just can't help but think. This guy must have had a, you know, a great signal to be doing a, a Facebook Live in the car. Well, uh, he probably had one of them uh, boosters, internet maybe. boosters.
1: I, can you get one for your car? So I'm being uh, provided with information from uh, the department, Mass.gov. That uh, a certain someone says that, first of all, I'm just not hip, which I'm not going to argue with. You're not. That uh, it's a new thing that came out with the Complete Streets program, which started in 2015 that Charlie Baker began. And uh, it includes the phrase road diet. Road diets reduce the number of conflict points along a roadway and can make travel safer for all roadway users. Road diets are an innovative roadway reconfiguration that improves safety. So this is, in fact, a relatively new term uh, in the last five years. But even in the last five years, I've never heard it before. And you're pinning this on Charlie Baker? Uh, This is what's being given to—yeah, this was passed in in, uh, 2015. I can't even see Charlie
0: Baker coming up with some of that stupid.
1: Oh, I'm sure Charlie didn't. I'm sure whoever the director of the DOT was and, and he and he signed off on it.
0: Yeah, I would fire that guy immediately the, the moment he comes up with uh you your, your lane you know, lane diet or road, road diet road diet, whatever the hell it is.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna have to choose different buzzwords to make people feel better about road construction. Well rather what a- than say we're reducing to one lane, let's just use the word Road diet.
1: Well, those are two words, um, but I don't know if people are going to catch on to that. Well, the hip ones will.
2: Yeah, this is going to be a new phrase for all the youngsters. Mm. Oh, road diet. I love road diets. Steve, it's like I that. hate road construction. Steve, I love road diets.
0: Steve, it's like that total idiot that told you to start using thunder boom booms when it comes oh to talking my. about you know electrical storms. He yep.
2: didn't just tell me, he demonstrated for me.
0: Yeah, no, I I would walk out of that office and never go back.
2: Gonna see some thunder boom booms later on throughout the day. Excuse me.
0: I'm an adult. I'm not gonna say thunder boom booms. And I'm not gonna listen to
2: anybody who does. Right. Uh, obviously you can get arrested for driving a car while drunk, but uh, probably not driving a remote control car while drunk, and now uh, we're starting to hash out the middle ground between the two. A man in Japan was arrested for flying a drone while under the influence, which actually is illegal in Japan, as well as several other areas, including New Jersey. It happened a few weeks back. He's a 56-year-old man. He drank eight beers between 7 a.m. and noon. Damn.
1: Well, he, he not... could be a third shifter.
2: Well, if you do that's two beers an hour. That's Damn. not that bad. Yeah. Even if you drank them all at 7, you'd still be a little bit sober by noon. Sure. The uh, morning drinking had a wild effect on him because he decided to clean his place. In the process, he found a drone that he hadn't flown in a while. He got it out, took it for a spin, and promptly crashed it into a neighbor's window. Uh, Thankfully, it sounds like no one was hurt, and the police arrived, and the man admitted Mm. to drinking and droning. It's unclear how he might be punished. The law hasn't been on the books very long, and he's supposedly the first person to ever be busted for it. But offenders could face a fine of up to twenty-seven hundred dollars. So this is another thing you got to worry about: Man, drinking and it, droning. You can't just
1: you, know, you can't drink and drone.
2: Don't you want to drink and drone sometimes? Ah, you know
1: I've never droned yet. Um, no, wait a minute. Yes, I did. One one time there was a guy who was out at the Glendale Cafe at a work release, and he had one, and he let me try it. Um, but it was already in the air, and it, was, it wasn't was anywhere near any objects. Uh, and and he, if I recall, he got there early, so you, there's, you weren't drunk. Yeah, no, right. Um, you know, talking talk about things, uh, the, the laws that are passed, I saw a guy yesterday, I, I realize you need a helmet to ride a motorcycle. I, I realize, although it's stupid in Massachusetts, that you even need a helmet to ride a slingshot, which is, in essence a convertible car, okay? You don't need a helmet to be in a convertible. I saw a guy yesterday on an electric bike, and he had a helmet on, and I'm guessing it wasn't necessarily voluntary, but by law. An electric bicycle. A motorcycle
0: helmet or a
1: bike helmet? No, no, a motorcycle helmet. Yeah, not a bike helmet. (sighs) I I bet that's part of the
0: law. It probably is. Yeah, we're we're ridiculous with the helmets. Yeah, I know. But on the other hand, uh, you know, when uh, when Dan Williams had his bike accident, he'll be the first to tell you that his helmet probably saved his life. And I'm sure it probably did. And and uh, and while it wasn't a motorized bicycle. -hmm. Dan Williams, prior to his accident, was a physical machine. He was a Lance Armstrong, cut like a diamond. That guy. Well, he (laughs) rode bikes with Lance Armstrong.
1: I'm sure he did. I'm sure he he probably rode needles with him too.
0: You know, I always
2: I told you this uh, last time. We I think we talked about this once before about uh, the irony of Dan Williams' vehicle. He's got this. Uh, he's got one of them big four wheelers, mm-hmm. yep. big four wheeling mudden jeeps. Yep. And then on the back, he's got a sticker. Now this is before and continues to have this on after the bike accident. Uh, a a picture of the stick figure family. You mm-hmm. know the stick figure yeah, family. Yeah, sure. That's being run over by a jeep that says no one cares about your stick figure family, <laughs> which nah. is ironic since. No one, you know, but did he everybody buy? cared about him when he got hit by <laughs> by a truck or did, whatever it was. Did he
1: buy the vehicle with the sticker on it? No, he put that on He there put himself. that on himself, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I was
2: like, you know. You Maybe live,
1: there was some head damage.
2: You live by the sword, you die <laughs> yeah. by the sword, you know. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today, uh, which is brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. It's going to be uh, hot, hazy, and humid after the fog tapers off with a high of 88 Tomorrow. Uh, More humidity, but then a chance of some thunderstorms and more rain throughout the day and a high of 81. It is uh, 68 in downtown Springfield. Next time you're at the beverage cooler, look for the black and white can. It's Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee, and it's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air-roasted. Now at every Big Y Express. And that's your Fogbuster forecast and the
0: news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. This is a very unique moment in history and a huge... Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 756. And Eddie Money in Rock 102. Uh, sunshine today, hot, a high of about 88.
1: Possibility of a shower, but uh, far more likely to happen tomorrow along with gusty winds and hail. Right now it is uh, 70 in downtown Springfield.
0: Rock 102 wants to boost your bank account this July with uh, Rock 102 Summer Stimulus brought to you by the Dave Minor Home Exterior Improvement uh, Company listen every week Dave between now and July 30th we give you out the uh, the keyword of the day and then you go to rock 102.com you enter it for your chance to win the daily national prize of a thousand bucks it's rock 102 summer stimulus brought to you by Dave minor exterior home improvement you can visit them at com. today's keyword John mm. is the word swim 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 like uh, swimming yes yeah. uh, very much like swimming. But the word is just swim. Swim. Yes. There you go. So good luck to you.
1: You know, uh, as a taxpayer in Chicopee, I would prefer not to see my money uh, being pissed away. And uh, hopefully it's really not. Uh, Shane Brooks, the city council president, is going to be on with us after 8 o'clock. They spent $14 million on a renovation project of City Hall, which included a new auditorium and a new sound system. And within a couple of months of the city council meeting in the new auditorium, they said, uh, we don't really like the sound here in this auditorium. We're going to go back to the old crappy room we used to be in. Mm. And they're still planning to spend another 5 to $7 million in renovations as well, updating City Hall. Did they not know what they were buying? Uh, apparently they just didn't know what the thing was going to sound like. Ah, the other thing uh, to talk about, because I don't understand exactly how this is working, but, uh, Chicopee is becoming one of those communities that provides its own cable, uh, because it's one of those communities that provides its own electricity. So Chicopee Electric is putting in fiber optic cable and... There's lawn signs all over town that say, I want it and I have it and you can get it. They're doing it piecemeal around the city and I don't understand how, but I have kind of been talked into getting it. It's uh, supposedly much cheaper than what uh, Spectrum offers Mm -hmm. and faster. So uh, we'll talk to Shane and find out hopefully – I don't know what we're going to find out from Shane.
0: Uh, probably not a whole head of a lot. It's uh, 7.59, Rock 102. Hey, Bax, it's 8.05 at Rock 102.
1: The COVID vaccine is a critical tool to protect...
0: Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.13 and Van Halen on Rock 102. Once again,
1: here in New England, we like to make everything look like it was built in the 1800s rather than new and contemporary, so... As the city of Chickabee pours $14.2 million into a renovation project of City Hall and is about to sink another 5 to $7 million more into it, uh, they already don't like some of it. On the
0: phone is,
4: uh, what's this guy?
0: Uh, it's uh, Chicopee City Council President Shane Brooks. Good morning, Shane. How are you?
4: Good morning, guys. How are you?
0: Well, we're good, and I'm
1: back in a room that I've spent probably uh, 25 years in after 15 months away. And I didn't come back because I missed it. Uh, what's up with oh, the... You're
4: talking about the studio? Oh, you know, 15 months away, it sounded like it might have been incarceration. Yeah. But we'll go with what
1: you said. Okay, we'll do that. So what, what happened? The city council holds a few meetings in this new state-of-the-art, uh, new sound system auditorium, and then decides, yeah, we don't like it here? Uh,
4: so the initial bond authorization was for uh, up to $17 million worth of spending. The auditorium renovation is representative of about six million of that. And there are some uh, significant improvements that have been made to the auditorium uh, with respect to safety and uh, some of the technological upgrades. But there are still some sound deafening and some other acoustical issues to address. Um, The majority of members uh, do like the former chambers uh, on the fourth floor. Uh, Unfortunately, that room will go under significant renovations as part of phase two of the project. So we're going to have to adapt to the auditorium. There will be some modifications made to address the issues of noise on Front Street uh, from traffic that'll help mitigate that. There's some uh, acoustical, I guess, sound deafening things they can do to the windows. So it's certainly a work in progress, but uh, I'm not willing to uh, give up hope that the auditorium will be our permanent home. I know that
0: I'm, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at pictures on Mass Live from a couple of days ago, Shane, and it, it, the you know I mean, I, I'm no you know expert in acoustics, but it does sound like a or look like a rather cavernous room in which you probably have sound bouncing all over the place over there. It must be hard to hear, you know, not only conversation amongst yourselves, but also if anyone is presenting to uh, the city council, it's be impossible to hear anything.
4: Actually, the sound quality is pretty good. I think one of the biggest complaints was the um, kind of the formatting of the room with respect to how uh, we are able to address one another. We're in this horseshoe pattern. I know there's been some concerns. And even as president, I, you know, it's kind of difficult sometimes to uh, make eye contact with members who might want to speak uh, when I go to call on them. So I think those are some of the logistical issues that we can work out. They're certainly not insurmountable. Uh, but I think it's it's kind of like the growing pains as you well, get into a new space, adjust to what has uh, been created, and we'll work through that. I, I, well, you know, there's, this presents a significant investment on behalf of the taxpayers, and I'm not ready to walk away from that right now.
1: Well, you don't want to be facing Joel McAuliffe anyway, do
4: you? Well, you know, I do like. Eye contact from time to time. <laughs> yeah. What, uh,
1: how many uses of an auditorium are there? I mean, I know there's the uh, city council talent show and there's the summer recital. There's some puppet shows that you guys do <laughs> yeah. too, right? But other than that, what's an auditorium needed for?
4: I was really hoping that I could do a solo presentation of Already Gone by the Eagles, but uh, yeah. <laughs> i back. The, you know, <laughs> well. But it was. It, it, it was The primary function was to be a meeting space for all public meetings where it would allow additional accessibility. So the third floor is constituted now, has com- been completely made ADA compliant. The fourth floor doesn't have that capacity. And I don't want to lose sight of that. This is a historical building that has significant requirements with respect to the American Disabilities Act um, compliance. And we can now hold any public meeting in that space and allow for full public participation. I think that is one of the most important things. The fourth floor doesn't allow for that. Hmm. This is going to be a community space. We can host plays for the local high schools. Every single city meeting can be uh, broadcast from there. We can record, we can replay so that people really have access to all of the inner workings of the city. And that's one of the really big benefits that the third floor affords to people.
1: I know there was an initial conversation probably a couple of years ago now, but uh, where it was talked about of Chigaby because they had their own electric company being able to put in their own cable system and uh, that initially the investment was way too expensive for the city to afford, but it appears as though we've started to do it uh, on, on more of a piecemeal basis. So I'm, I'm guessing it doesn't cost as much, but how are neighborhoods being chosen uh, to have the fiber cable put in
4: there was a survey that sent out with the electric bills about the uh i guess the appetite for the chickabee broadband to be installed in neighborhoods and we're really going by an on-demand basis now as the city council president i am afforded a little bit of an opportunity to help pick where that goes so i i made a very um, deliberate decision to keep the Granby Road corridor off of it. Yes. Um, so uh-huh. that might affect uh, some <laughs> members of my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in all in all seriousness, it was going to be an initial 50 to $60 million rollout if we did it all at once. Uh, there wasn't the appetite on the board to uh, go and undertake such a large financial expense. So we, we've been doing it on demand. And essentially, as more people sign up, they're paying for the install. So it becomes a pay-as-you-go approach And it's really about returning those surveys in your electric bill, uh, indicating (sighs) you have uh, some desire to have a broadband Internet, giving us another option from the charter of Verizon choices that we're currently presented with now. And it's been somewhat successful in the rollout. And we're starting to see it in all seriousness on the Granby Road corridor. Uh, Some areas in Ward 1 and Ward 6 have already, Ward 6 being the Burnett Road, Chigabee Golf Course area, Ward 1 being Pendleton Avenue, Memorial Drive. We're starting to see uh, some more demand and increased demand, and we're seeing a successful rollout that's not uh, really crippling us financially as we incur the expense of building this this internet system out.
1: And yet the irony is if you decide to go paperless with Chickabee Electric's bills, then you don't necessarily see those inserts because you're paying your bills on the internet. The very internet Chickabee Electric could be providing you if you had seen that poll question i mean i never i never saw that I, I mean i don't really read anything that comes with the bill other than the amount um is there a way to go on to the site and say i'd like to have it in my neighborhood
4: there is but we have this amazing technology called texting mm. where you can <laughs> have alert phone mm-hmm. uh, so I, I know if you from my experience if you hold your phone about three feet away from your uh line of sight you can probably read in yeah. smaller text.
1: Yeah. This uh, is very funny. But, uh, and the just, the, but, the other irony uh, is is that it's not available in the neighborhood you used to live in but amazingly it's available in the one you moved to.
4: John, I'm not saying that the, I have the power of any sort of persuasion. I was lucky enough to have, uh, one, return the text message from the Chickabee Electric Light Department, and two, uh, I did take the time to read the insert in my paper bill uh, before I did pay my fee online.
0: This is uh, Chickabee City Council President uh, Shane Brooks on the phone. So, uh, Explain to me, though, how this works. I mean, I, I was always under the impression— that you know these uh, these these cable contracts that provide you know you you know broadband or or Wi-Fi these are very specific uh, municipal contracts that that exists. It's almost like an exclusive contract. So when you're talking about uh, introducing uh, your own municipal you know broadband, it, it, are there any contract issues between you and the the local cable operator of your town? to make that possible or to complicate it?
4: No, not at all. Actually, you're, you're absolutely right around the duration of the contract and the exclusivity of the contract. We we had typically, I say we, by way of the uh, mayor's office, had signed a 10-year agreement. It probably dates back to seven years now. I think we have three or four years left. But because we're a municipal electric company, we're able to provide internet service without uh, being concerned with a non-compete clause. And I, I think one of the things that's probably most analogous to it is that of um, not being able to provide solar panels in the city of Chicory because we are a municipal-based electric company that has such low rates. So the, the city isn't violating any tenets of a contract. Uh, Charter is fully aware that the, the city plans to roll out the municipal fiber, similar to what Westfield does, similar to what Hoyoke's done in the past. Uh, again, but there is Certainly not the appetite of the council about a year and a half ago to undertake such a large financial right. investment of fifty, well, I, $50 million I, all at once.
0: I asked the question because you know you wouldn't want people in other towns that don't have that you know their own municipal uh, you know utility to say, hey, we should be doing the same thing. You might not be able to in another city or town just because of the way it is it it's set up, and that the the, uh, the electric company may not be able to do provide that kind of service.
4: Right. And I think the ever sources of the world and and some of the other electric companies cannot do that. But here in Chicopee and and certainly in Hoyle, because there are some business accounts that we um, buy from to use their Internet until we can get up and running with our uh, full implementation of our broadband Internet. So I think there are there are some local advantages to having municipally owned uh, utilities. And this is one of them. As we continue to do the rollout in a controlled and financially prudent way, I think you'll see the return on the investment uh, and kind of in the pay-as-you-go process that we've undertaken. And,
1: I, and I'm told by someone who has it that it is uh, it is faster and uh, and better than what what Spectrum or Charter provides.
4: I've heard nothing but positive feedback about it. I've I've heard that there is limited interruption. The broadband capabilities is better and stronger than that of the current providers that are available to us. Obviously, I've heard you know a lot of uh, feedback, sometimes critical, about the quality of charters, internet connectivity, and uh, the frequency in which it may go out, Verizon to a lesser extent. I think giving people options is always uh, better than limiting their choices. So, we're hopeful that the broadband, once it's fully rolled out, will be something that residents want and will continue to enjoy. And it will you know, enhance the experience when somebody's online, whether it's working remotely, obviously, with the pandemic and having more people demanding uh, quality Internet so that they can still continue to work and provide for their families. Uh, so we're optimistic that this, once fully implemented, will be something that city residents really enjoy and will utilize.
0: Shane Brooks from the uh, Chicopee City Council. Good to talk to you, Shane.
4: It's good to talk to you guys. All right. Thank
0: you very much. It's uh, 825 on Rock 102.
4: Albert, what are you drinking in that Cumberland Farms cup?
0: Brian, a Rock 102. By the way, we'll have uh, tickets to that Black Crow show a little bit later on uh, this morning, sometime after nine. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, I know. They're uh, they coming to the Xfinity Theater in Hartford on Sunday, and uh, we'll deal with those tickets in just a few minutes. You
1: know, I was reading this story the other day. I don't really understand this Brexit thing, uh, what it means in, in an overall big picture, But this uh, article I was reading the other day was about bands touring and uh, how they've been hit by Brexit because um, apparently the rules are complicated regarding trucking and exporting of merchandise like T-shirts. Visas and travel within Britain apply $10,000 for a band Two extra musicians and an eight-person crew is what they have to pay in order to be able to travel. New rules mean that a British tour van carrying audio and lighting equipment or merchandise can only make three stops in mainland Europe before it has to return home. (laughs) So to be able to do a a, a tour in in Great Britain and France and Spain, you have to go back home after a third trip. And and it's it's kinda Elton John wrote this is about whether one of the UK's most successful industries is allowed to prosper and contribute hugely to both cultural and economic wealth or crash and burn. Um yeah, it, it's the trucks full of merchandising yeah. are not allowed to go from one show to
0: the next. I I don't I, I don't fully understand Brexit any more than, than you do. Mm. But I but I have read these complaints. From uh, you know band sites online that, that kind of say the same thing because everybody wants to get back on the road. everybody wants to start performing again, everybody wants to start seeing concerts. but a lot of the British bands are doing nothing more than uh, like festival dates yeah here in the States because yeah. with, with a festival date they could you know, it could be the festival that does some of the merchandising or you know they could rent equipment you know, at, at a festival as opposed to bring all their own. So now mm-hmm. the shipping and the trucking costs are dealt with at a reduced price if they're going to do things here in the States. But you're, but you're absolutely right. Touring <laughs> Europe is really, really difficult. And that's why a lot of European tours are restricted to how many dates they're doing. Probably no more than like 15, 20 dates in a tour.
1: Well, the artic- and the article says there hasn't been enough progress to appease musicians in June, Britain agreed to new trade deals that governments, the government in Britain said that would allow musicians to tour easily in uh, Norway, Iceland, and Liechtenstein. And the, uh, the lead singer of the band, Primal Scream, then wrote on Twitter, Ah, those famous tours of mountain- mountainous Liechtenstein with a total lack of an airport. Yes,
0: people love their shows in Liechtenstein.
1: <laughs> so if you're uh, planning on going to see the Beatles, I guess you're going
0: to have to plan differently. News is next to on Rock 102. 8.33 with Bax and O'Brien A Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by WeHelpYouHelpOthers.com. But donate a portion of every purchase to a local charity. Learn more at WeHelpYouHelpOthers.com. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel.
2: Thanks, Max. The town of Ware has declared a state of emergency. Ware? The town of Ware. Right. Ware? The town of Ware. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Ware declared a state of emergency after experiencing heavy rain and severe storms in the months of June and July. Really? It took a flood to declare a state of emergency in that city?
1: Well, it's a different state
2: of emergency. They have
1: 50 states, too. (laughs) Do that? Yeah. It's the United States of Ware.
2: (laughs) According to the town, the state of emergency will facilitate and expedite the use of resources to protect people in the community from impacts of heavy rain and storm damage. The state of emergency is due in part to the amount of rain that has already fallen, but also because more rain is still in the forecast, like tomorrow. Tomorrow,
1: rain. today is supposedly partly cloudy. I haven't seen the sun yet, and it rose probably around six thirty this morning.
0: And then Kelly Reardon tells you that there may be an isolated shower after three o'clock today. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, just uh, mm-hmm. it's it's not this pattern that that's just you know sitting over the northeast. It's it's the, the forecast at 8 a.m. can be wrong by 10 a.m. because these things are just popping up out of nowhere. If you watch the radar, and I do this constantly on the Weather Channel website, if you uh, advance it, it moves in about a five-hour increment. And in those five hours, you can watch, you know, western Massachusetts seemingly have nothing. And then all of a sudden, it goes in like 20-minute intervals – Twenty minutes later, it's covered
2: in green or yellow or red. It, it's just—it's ridiculous. Here's uh, here's something that you you may not, uh, well, you might be surprised to hear, John. You ready? Mm-hmm. They don't know. The meteorologists yeah. uh, don't well, really know.
1: In this case, Steve, I know that's that's what people uh, like to say is you know how what a great job you can get paid for being wrong.
0: Well, first of all, that's exactly what we do. Every day, <laughs> yes. But um, we are
2: entertainers.
0: Yeah, yeah but we're not. not. We're not trying to fool anybody yeah. into believing that we know what we're, we're talking everybody about. Everybody
2: knows we're or. a bunch of shills.
1: But That's- when they when they say you know it's going to rain for the next two days, it's usually because there's a system parked right over us. In this case, since the beginning of July, it's. I played golf last week uh, with Steve Lewis in Wilbraham. We were on. I don't so know the dropped, whole you number. Dropped, you dropped the
0: name by your foot.
1: Uh, I don't know the whole number, but we were on one tee box, and it started to pour. And we said, all right, well, let's go into the clubhouse, and we'll sit it out. And we started to drive, and when we got to the next hole, it wasn't raining. And then, so we were like, okay, well, it must be over. Let's go back. And when we went back to that tee box, it was pouring. The, the, the isolation of these storms is what makes it so hard to predict. Yeah, you know, when, when
0: Steve says they don't know— He's, what if you'll ever, I don't know, have you ever talked to a meteorologist? I try not to. I mean, whether it's, you know, Lapis or an Ed Carroll or a Sloobin or strep throat, you know, they will all tell you. They may not know what they're talking about, but they know enough. But then you also see these people do you know
2: enough to get by Yeah it, it,
0: it, it just kind of it's all haphazard But then like you see online like all these people they'll post a picture of John Quill and and claim that uh, that only John Quill knew what he was talking about oh, John Quill didn't know any more than anybody else and had less resources at his disposal to give you the weather
2: John Quill's uh you know before they came along with all this digital stuff John Quill's, uh, you know, a cardboard cutout of the sun or the cloud was more accurate than any of this
0: uh, Doppler equipment. Department. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. what John Quill would do would look outside the window to see what's going on. Well, but that doesn't tell him what was going to be happening five, six, eight hours from now. What I'm telling you is we like to think that he was more accurate than any of these other guys, but it's no more or less than than these guys are today.
2: Hey, uh, I, at another radio station, I used to record Tom Bavakwa's weather forecast in the morning for the uh, the rest of the morning show. And, he and didn't uh, know what he was talking about. No, he would call me on vacation to go, hey, what's it like out there? <laughs> <laughs> See what I'm
1: saying? And he was still in town.
2: <laughs> he was. He was yeah. actually right across the bridge. Yeah. 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 Uh we've talked about the road diet, you know, yeah, for yeah, the last yeah. couple hours. Wouldn't it be make more sense if the road went to one of them Mark Patrick seminars for weight loss instead of going on just a road diet? I if, mean you want this to stick.
1: Yes, if, if in fact it were trying to lose girth.
0: Yeah, wouldn't it be crazy if like the DOT released uh, you know pictures of, of the roadway holding its pants out like a mile away from uh, its belt line? This is the way I used to look. Yeah. Now I'm on a road diet. I'm down a lane and I feel terrific.
2: Yeah, we, we went on the subway diet, just like Jared.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah wow. Well.
2: Didn't end so well for Jared. <laughs> well, it might not end so well for the people on Route 5 in West Springfield, as uh, today uh, the road is being reduced from two lanes to one from East Elm Street near the McDonald's to the North End Bridge Rotary. That's southbound. The lane reduction will be on the southbound <sighs> side only. It's being done by the Mass DOT in response to resident complaints about speeding racing and accidents.
0: Do you think there was like some sort of brainstorming meeting where they all sat around a table thinking about, well, what can we talk how can we reframe road construction? I want to do road diet. No, nah, I think road circumcision would be better. But uh, I'm not so sure about that. What about what about highway bulimia? Yeah, there you go. We You're, could call it that. Yeah. We are bingeing <laughs> um, and puking away an entire lane. I I just, you know,
1: so um Okay, so let's say the race starts, you're talking about southbound. The race starts, you're at the light in front of McDonald's, and uh, the light goes green, and boom, you take off, and you're going, are you going up to the rotary at the north end bridge, or are you going through the tunnel below Route 20?
0: I think you go through
1: the tunnel, right? Well, then who determines the winner at the end? uh because it seems to me then all you gotta do is reverse it although maybe the start would not be that easy to do in the north end rotary you gotta do the start from a stopped position you
0: gotta you need a straightaway
1: yeah well it's going to be a straightaway either way yeah but you would you need a you need a dead start is what you need you need to be both sitting together at the same time in the beginning And, and and i guess that would not be doable if you were to go through the northbound rotary and then go northbound on Route 5. Well, how did they do it in the movie Grease? Uh, they used the uh, L.A. River uh, basins to, uh, yeah, to do it there. And so they always had a girl film. who would stand there with yeah. a kerchief. And, and would, drop the flat, yeah. end, so to speak. Th- yeah.
2: That's what I was trying to say, That what was going to be the person deciding who the winner of the race was, was the girl with the kerchief. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, that's right. right. But we- she,
1: she's the leader. She's the one who starts the race. Well, who?
2: how do they figure out who ends the race?
1: I think it's either based – well, I think a crowd is usually standing at the end line, at the finish line. Mm. But you obviously can't do that unless you stand on the rotary above the tunnel and then look down and see whose mm. car is uh, is in the lead.
2: On uh, Tuesday, June 29th, and Thursday, July 15th, the members of the Springfield Police Department's Narcotics Bureau, Mass State Police Gang Unit, and the Hamden County Sheriff's Department and the Hamden County Narcotics Task Force conducted a prostitution sting, which is not unusual. What is unusual, however, is one of the people that was arrested was 80-year-old Homer Gebo of Holyoke.
0: Way to go, Homer. We are not men. We are Gebo. <laughs> G-E-B-O.
2: Yeah. Eighty. 80- Years old.
0: and hey, listen, yeah. even an 80-year-old man's get
2: a notion, a little itch every once in a while. So it was suggested by a mutual friend of ours that uh, we should have the uh, the the campaign to free Homer.
0: <laughs> 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 I, I'm pretty he's sure he's probably years- made bail and he's out.
2: He's 80 years
0: old. Where does he live? In Holyoke. In Holyoke? He's 80 Mm. Uh, let him
2: have his fun. You don't know yeah. when he's going to be uh, never able to do this again.
1: I mean, you know, when the cops set up a sting, they they generally... It's like commercial fishing. You take everything the net picks up. Uh, there's no real discretion. Well, we'll let this one go and we're taking this one in. So, unfortunately, uh, Mr. Jibo here uh, didn't have that opportunity. But I got to tell you, as a cop... Uh, arresting an 80-year-old is just, I'd be embarrassed. Well,
2: you know what? He might have been a little confused, too. Maybe the cop was trying to help him out. Maybe she was like, uh, well, hey, uh, you mean you don't want any sexual activity for a fee? Well, no, no, I do. I mean, you don't. <laughs> you don't. <Yeah>. Wink. Wink. <laughs> How
1: do you spell his last name, by the way? G-E-B-O. G-E-B-O. That's kind of how you also spell the last name of the Holyoke police chief. Fibo. Oh, Phoebo. Yeah. That's
2: F-E-B-O. right. I'm
0: Okay. Man. They
2: are not men. They
0: They're are Feebo. 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 Right. G-E-B-O. Sorry. So, um, listen, the fact that an 80-year-old guy can still have sex, I think, it deserves a round of applause. Well, we don't know and, that he can. Well, but at least he's got uh, optimism. And I, I think you have to applaud that, too. That's like two rounds of, of applause for that guy. He's got go go get it He sure does. He's tenacious.
2: I'm looking for a lass to accompany me to the ice cream social. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, you sexy little gal. Come on with me.
1: I just, I don't know. I mean, and really, what is he there for? I'm sure he's not getting the round-the-world uh <laughs>
0: treatment well you know again at 80 years old you 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 go with what you think you can handle now maybe i it, it doesn't explain how much he paid for the service it do they give senior discounts i don't you know i <laughs> would think that aarp when he has that that membership card you at least get 10 off like a cup of coffee yeah i would I would hope so uh know, a, his monk shots got like this look of surprise like like i I can't believe they found me. Yeah. yeah. You know Den- What took you so long?
2: <laughs> Denny's gives me half off a moons over my hammy during 4 to 6 p.m. What about you, young lady? Can I see your moons over my hammy? We went from 40 to $20. <sighs> Police on Block Island seized 21 mopeds after their drivers were seen operating them unsafely and in violation of their rental contracts over the weekend. New Shoreham Police said in a release Monday... That an off-duty police officer spotted a large group of moped riders driving erratically Sunday afternoon. The agency said the drivers were weaving through traffic, standing up while riding, and not wearing helmets and protective eyewear. Another nearby officer stopped the 19 mopeds and contacted the rental agencies that own them. Police say the companies requested the vehicles be impounded so they could take possession of them for the breaches of contract.
0: Reckless
1: moped drivers. It doesn't seem fair. <laughs> Doesn't seem fair to the rental company. The rental company loses the opportunity to re-rent those bikes because they're being seized.
2: Yeah, because I would imagine that there's like a towing fee yeah. that's involved and all that stuff. And
1: you 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 may very well charge that fee to the renter, but nevertheless, the renting company loses the access of those bikes. So, you're, you're punishing the wrong people here. I went to the moped
2: store, said, screw it. Salesman's like, what up? What's your budget? And I'm honestly like, I don't know nothing about mopeds. He said, ooh-wee, I got the one for you. It's too that? real. Chromed-out mirror, I don't need a windshield. Banana seat, a canopy on two wheels. 800 cash, that's a hell of a deal. I'm going downtown. Cruising <laughs> through the alley, tiptoeing. In the street like that, I pulled up. Moped to the valley. White walls on the wheels like mayonnaise. <laughs>
1: Ice, ice, baby.
2: <laughs> no, that's uh, that's downtown by Macklemore.
1: Oh, I, uh, <laughs> all about mopeds. Yeah. Come on, John, uh, don't yeah. you know? I don't know. It sounded, it sounded almost like Vanilla Ice.
2: Dope, my crew is ill. All we need is two good wheels, got gas in the tank, cash in the bank, and a bad little mama with a butt in my face. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's not Macklemore. It's
0: Macklemore. Macklemore. I'm uh, going to
1: stick
2: that, stick that, break her off, kick cat, Fuck in backstage. <laughs> you don't need a wristband. <laughs> do <Don't. laughs> And that, my friends, is the news on Rock
4: 102. Oh, ah yeah. oh, According to research,
0: 82% of people... 102 ...Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.54 on Rock 102.
1: You know, one of the big things uh, that I really miss because uh, of COVID... Was uh, the whole season last year and a good portion of the season this year of motorcycle runs.
0: Well, see, I thought it was going to be uh, your answer would be girls. Yeah, well, that too. But uh, And I might be wrong, but I think this might be one of the very first runs of this season. Uh, Bikers Against Child Abuse, their seventh annual motorcycle uh, ride and family barbecue coming up on Sunday. And on the phone us to talk about it is Chopper. Good morning, Chopper. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Very good. Very good. Tell us what's going on on Sunday.
3: So you're right. I think this is one of the, the first major ones this year, mm. and we're having our seventh annual motorcycle ride and family barbecue. It's not only a, a bike ride or a motorcycle ride. We also have um, a lot of kids-friendly stuff. Uh, we have a bounce house. We have uh, one of the local businesses uh, is bringing his race car so the kids can sit in and take pictures. And uh, it's being uh, catered this year by North Elm's Butcher Block. So that's a first for us. Usually we do all the cooking, but this year we decided to try something new.
1: Why are bounce houses only for kids? Yeah, bikers
0: can go into a bounce house,
1: can't they?
3: as long as they take their boots off, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah,
1: right. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) There should be a time when you clear the kids out and do an adult-only bounce house.
3: Yeah, you know what? Why don't you come down and we'll do that just for you.
1: You know what? I am actually planning. I, I'm not sure. I haven't seen a weather forecast yet, but like I said, I have I missed out on the rides of last year. I definitely want to do this one on Sunday.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, it's going to a good cause. Tell us a little bit about Bikers Against Child Abuse.
3: So the reason we, we exist and we're um, we're worldwide, it's not just you know a local thing. It's, a, it's an organization that's worldwide, and our whole reason for being is to empower kids that have been abused. And we do that by our physical presence. So, you know, we escort them to court. We, uh, you know, we go out and kind of bond with them so they know that we're somebody you can trust. You know, if they have to go to doctor's appointment, whatever it may be, we'll escort them just so they know that there's somebody that's got their back, and you know, and empower them to do what they have to do, which is go through that whole ugly process of court and testifying and, you know just be there for them
1: so like uh like many of these there's a there's a price if you want to just ride there's a price uh to have a passenger as well and there's a price to just go to the barbecue without the ride right correct and and all that go ahead
3: no no go ahead i'm sorry
1: and and all that is on your website
3: so uh well we we it on facebook um we don't, you know, we don't have a website per se, but we do have on Facebook. There's a Baca International where they have all all the events across the country, um, and also we're going to be at Bike Night this Thursday. Uh, it's in Southwick, so we're going to be selling advanced tickets there. So if anybody wants uh, advanced tickets, we take five dollars off the price. You can see us at. Uh, we'll have a little tent set up, and you can stop by and see us.
0: Now this thing on uh, on on Sunday, it's it's at the uh, the Young Men's Club of Hadley, right? correct that's where it's everything is starting and ending yes sir how far is the ride
3: it's, it's uh it's about an hour and a half it's gonna be uh, around the quabbin area
1: oh cool very cool yeah yeah
3: yeah yeah our road captain usually does a really good job of planning out a route and uh kind of timing everything out so we plan on registration starts at 10 uh kickstands up around 11 and then Everybody should be returning from the ride right around 12.30, and the food should be coming out one one thirty.
0: Excellent. Sounds like a good day. Chopper from the, uh, the Western Mass uh, Bikers Against Child Abuse, the 7th Annual Motorcycle Ride and Family Barbecue. Good to talk to you. Best of luck on Sunday. I'll see you Sunday.
3: All right, perfect, and thank you guys for having me on. Thanks. Absolutely.
0: It's uh, 8.58 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102.
3: Rock 102 is classic.